This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. It's my job to to feel good and like help other people feel good. Welcome to Nirvana Sisters, where we discuss all things health and well-being to help you achieve your highest state, your nirvana. Hi, I'm Amy Sherman, a marketing exec with a passion for wellness and beauty. Hi, I'm Katie Chandler, a former fit model that has a passion for health and fitness. We are sisters-in-law who share the same love for well-being, ready to sift through all the self-care noise and bring you a splash of what we think is fun. So let's get started. In today's episode, we talk with Hillary Rowland, who is the co-founder and creative director of Boom Cycle, which was the very first cycle studio in London. Before this, she was a very successful internationally known model for 15 years and started the business about 10 years ago. Her vibe and energy is just off the chain. She is so fun. We had a great conversation with her. Yeah, Amy, Hillary is one of the most energized, motivated women I've ever met. We've been long friends for years. We met through the modeling industry. She gave us so much inspiration and motivation from an entrepreneur's perspective, from a health and well-being perspective. She really knows how to take care of herself and keep her life balanced. And she is just loaded with lots of laughs and great tips. So we hope you enjoy. Hey, Hill, how's it going? Hi, uh, fabulous. How are you? So good. Thanks for being here. So let's get right into it. We want to start with our weekly Nirvana. And Hillary, I'm super excited to hear yours. But we're going to start out with uh, Amy's. Amy, what do you have for us this week? So first of all, hi, Hillary. So nice to have you on the show. And I can't wait to hear all about your business and your life. And I just love it. I'm super pumped to have you here. My Nirvana of the week was that I, (laughs) this is very sad, but that I got to go outside and go on a walk because it's been so cold here and gray. And so the last few days have been really sunny and nice. And I've just been in so much of a better mood. So I caught a girlfriend of mine and we did a little pre-dinner walk this week. And it was so beautiful and so nice. So that was my Nirvana of the week. What about you, Katie? That sounds great. I know we're having good weather here too. Uh, I would say my Nirvana of the week was getting vaccinated. I got my COVID vax yesterday and it's just such a relief. Congrats. Thanks. And I also, um, in addition to that, got a phone call from my mom. They were able to book an appointment for today. So my parents are getting vaccinated today as well. So amazing. Yeah. Very relieved about it. Hillary, what is yours? I feel like I have so many Nirvanas this week. Um, but <laughs> it's, been, it's been a good week. But um, the one thing that stands out that's super different is, weirdly enough, we live right by the Thames River that runs through London. Weirdly enough, a baby seal has decided to come chill out on the banks, like right where we walk and go running all the time. So he's been there on and off this week. So you just stroll him along and there's a seal smiling at you. Super cute. So yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that's adorable. That's so cute. <laughs> We need to see pictures of that guy. I mean, he's on my Instagram, but I can definitely uh, send it to you. <laughs> so we're going to start out with a couple quick fire questions, Hillary, just to get to know you a bit. So talk to us about how long you were a model and how that career started for you. Gosh. So I, I had my first modeling gig when I was 15 doing like t-shirt catalogs. And then I started shooting things like Neiman Marcus, which was shot in Columbus, Ohio. Ads for like value city department stores, which is like a discount department store in the Midwest and like jewelry and billboards, stuff like that. And then when I was 21, I moved to New York City, which is where I met Katie. 
And I'd say my last modeling gig was, I don't know, not, not that wasn't for Boom Cycle. It was probably when I was around 35. So all in all, I think I modeled like 20 years. <laughs> wow. So when did the idea for Boom Cycle come about? And like, how long did it take you from concept to your first location? Okay. So when I first moved to London in 2004, I believe, all the spin classes were only in gyms and there weren't very many good ones, right? So I would have to go to different gyms and have different gym memberships to try to get a good class. And even then it wasn't, it was sometimes hit or miss and it's just not convenient. So I decided I was like, Oh, I really want to start what I was calling a spin gym back then. But then I still had my, like, you know, my modeling career and continued to do that. And then probably around I think I was around 30. I had just moved to London again to be with my now husband. Gosh, I guess I was in London for like a year. Uh, And then I was like, well, I've been modeling, you know, technically since I was 15. So I've been doing that for 15 years. I think it's time to maybe think about the next project. And I was like, I know, I'll do the spin gym idea. And so we started working on it in 2010, started trading uh, October 2011, I guess a year and a almost two years. (laughs) Yeah. Amazing. That's amazing. But it's, it's, it's cool that you've, you had the idea for a long time and then you went back to it. So it was like in your head and then you made it happen, which is so impressive. So how many locations do you have and how many years have you been in the business? I think you just said you started in 2011. Yes. But yeah. So I guess that would, when we get to October, this will be our 10th year. I just got to, I always forget the birthday. So I congrats. like make a big deal about it, put it in my market. Yeah. Yes. Thank God you brought that up. Yes. So we have five locations. They're all in London properly, like just in the city. So there's Monument, which is like the city of London, which is like a neighborhood, even though the city of London itself is actually bigger. Um, There's Battersea Power Station, there's Hammersmith, there's Holborn. And there is Waterloo. I think that's five. And then we're about to start building a sixth one. And we hope to maybe even start building a seventh one later in the year. (laughs) Amazing. That's so exciting. And what's the, what are your, what's your roles there? And like, what's the culture at Boom Cycle? Because I think culture is such an important piece to a studio. I know just being that I am really into spin and used to go all the time and so into like the music. And I just feel like it's such a fun dance party and it's so great, but every studio sort of has their own vibe and their own culture. So I'd love to hear a little bit about that. Yeah. So culture wise, Boom Cycle as a brand, I guess I should start with that. It's more of like a mental escape than anything. So coming to Boom Cycles is a time to cut loose and really like get caught up in the moment. And I always compare it to when you're at your best friend's wedding and you're on the dance floor and like nothing matters except for that song. Right. And like, you don't, I love that. You're just dancing and you're sweating and you don't care because you're just in that moment. And it's also like those times when, you know, you're with your best friends and you're like, last time I looked at my watch, it was 9am and now it's four in the morning. Oh my God. How did that time pass so quickly? So you're just (laughs) caught up in the moment. Right. And so it's also, it's also really inclusive boom cycle. So we want to take all the pressure off everybody. So we don't have any measurement in the whole class. None of the methodology includes measurement whatsoever. Like we do everything by feeling it's really like, it's really dark in there. And then the sound systems are really massive and loud. So they're 
function one, which is like a nightclub sound system. And everyone of all different fitness levels and shapes and sizes and, and all of and all of the different things you can imagine, we all come together and just throw down, right? It's just about coming in there and getting that feeling, that feeling of release where you don't think about anything. It's like a meditation. I love okay. that. We need a trip to London. I need to <laughs> yeah. take a class now. Next yeah. retreat. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us about your roles because you're, yeah. well, obviously co-founder, creative director as well. So I am a co-founder and my roles have changed through the years because in the very beginning, I think we're all just like, well, my husband and I, he's my co-founder. We're like, we're just going to do everything that we have to do. And then eventually it really helped that our skill sets were complementary and sort of polarized like what we would take care of. So naturally my role because of my skill set has turned into being the creative director. So I created the methodology of the class for the product, which also stems from the brand and I oversee marketing and PR and yeah, all of that kind of stuff. So, but my role is about to change again, where I think I'm going to step out of most things at all operational and just go straight for like marketing. Yeah. (laughs) That's exciting. Are you doing, are you instructing classes as well? Well, no one's instructing classes right now because London's a lot. Yeah, but, but um, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Generally, because of the furlough scheme here as well, um, which in London or in England, we're really lucky that during COVID, the UK government's paying everyone salaries up to 80%. While businesses are closed, it means we don't have to let people go and like businesses can stay. You know, we're not all like going into administration because we've only been open for three months of the year and all that stuff. So that's cool. However, then I think it it works better for me to let the other instructors take classes first. So I probably won't teach for quite a few months, even after we reopen, um, because it's better for them to be able to make the money. Yeah. <laughs> but at one point, how many classes a day were you teaching? Uh, I've done up to five in a day. I, and, and for a long time, like many, many months, I had like a standing Wednesday that was four classes, a double in the morning and a double in the evening. Just, whoa. <laughs> That's insane. Well, that leads me into my next question. Where do you think you get this insane energy and motivation from? Because I, I mean, I could tell so many stories and I won't tell all of them, but you know, good ones of like Hillary modeling all day long, working so hard. And then we would go out and have drinks and have some fun and maybe stay out a little too late. And then next thing I know it's 6am and she's running across the Brooklyn bridge, jogging for the day back and forth. I mean, just pure insanity. She's the most energized woman I think I've ever known in my entire life. Where do you think it comes from? Oh, thanks, Kate. I'm really flattered. I think I get a lot of that that physical energy probably from my mom because she still uh, at her age is up at six, you know, working all day on her feet, running around like a maniac uh, until, I don't know, 11 p.m. You can't keep her down. <laughs> like, yeah. She's a force. And so motivationally, I don't know. I think I know I am such a massive nerd that I just always tried hard. (laughs) I've always just wanted to be like, why not do it? Whatever you're doing as well as you can do it. So I think that really helps. I just go at everything. If if I'm into it, like I'm into it like a thousand percent. You're all in. I'm all in. I love that. So this insane energy, you obviously take it into boom. What is it about cycling that you feel people get so lost in? Do you think it's the fact that, I mean, it's probably a combination of everything. The room's dark, the music 
music's loud. Like it, you, you mentioned mental escapism earlier. Can you touch on that? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the reason why cycling is better, I mean, I also get it similarly from running, but I don't go running in a dark room with a massive sound system, which that would, then I would get it even more. I feel like having our, and not all spin classes are like this. Some spin classes are in some terribly, <laughs> terribly fluorescent lit rooms and that does not work at all. But to have it dark and like to, to take away like some of the visibility from the darkness. I think it, it sharpens the other senses, right? So you're noticing more. If you've ever wanted to like hear something really closely, you know, you close your eyes, right? And then that helps you focus more on the sound. So that, that's one way of like zeroing in on, um, on people's mental state. Uh, so the loud music and the darkness, you just, it's almost like you make it impossible to think about anything else. Also the way that we deliver the classes, it's really, it's done in a way that they don't have to think like the writers don't have to think they just listen. And then we literally take them through every motion they're supposed to do. So you just get to have a break for your brain <laughs> and also mix that with endorphins, which comes in in about like track two or three and you're good to go. It's like super immersive, it sounds like. So Hillary, what has impacted you most personally going from being a model to a super successful business owner and just fierce woman altogether? I think for me, like especially with the transition, having the opportunity to work with so many bright and caring and conscientious people at Boom Cycle has been super impactful. I'm in awe of, of our team every day and just so proud of everybody. Because as a model, you only work with like a few bookers in each city and it's a small team and it's great. And some of my closest friends who were my bookers are now, well, they were a couple of them in my wedding, right? Like I'm still close with those people as well. But there's something about like having a team that you work with day in and day out, bringing a project to life. And like, you know, every time you open a new studio, you're doing that as well. So we keep getting that same feeling like from inception, of course, starting the company and then, you know, bringing a boom cycle to new neighborhood, building something from nothing in each of those spots, like with a fabulous group of people is, is really astounding in such a good way. That's beautiful. I can really appreciate that, especially coming from the modeling industry. Like you just don't work with a lot of people, right? right. I mean, we really don't, we don't have a lot of interface. So that's nice to have people that you're surrounded with that you respect and love. That's, that's really cool. Speaking more to the modeling industry, I know personally, it's so much of, of like a, a personal body image thing and you're constantly having to focus on that. Fitness collides in that respect. So how has your body image changed the way that you look at, at that and, and feel about yourself just from the juxtaposition of the two careers? Yeah, I mean, it is, it's definitely, it feels more positive in fitness. I think like that industry is built on more positivity versus fashion. I just think that that's just the bare bones of it. And, you know, the way I've changed, I don't work out for aesthetics anymore. I'm definitely more indulgent, as if that's possible, than I was. <laughs> um, and I, I really just do things because they feel good now, right? It, and, understandably, when you're getting paid to be a certain size, you got to make it happen, right? So that's obviously something that used to motivate me because you have to, because it was my job. But now um, it's my job to to feel good and like help other people feel good. I love that too. And I like what you said about exercising and fitness and how it makes you feel because I... I think for years too, you work out because you're like, oh, I want to look this way and I want to look that, that way. But I think as you get older, you realize you feel so good, whether it's a five minute walk or, you know, a 50 minute spin ride or run, your day is so much better. And that's when I think you really start connecting with exercise and movement. And it's a really important piece. 
And it's such more of a, a positive message too. And that's what I try to speak to, to my girls about exercising and doing what I do. It's because I want to feel good. I want to live longer. I want to have a healthy life. I'm doing it for my heart. I'm doing it for my cardiovascular system, I'm doing it for all of those other things, as opposed to, you, you know, back in the day, I just wanted to look good in a bikini. So yeah. That's all. Sure. And you still look good in a bikini. So oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's one of the, and also if you realize when you take the pressure out of it, it's, it becomes more enjoyable. And so that is something that Rob and I, when we were starting Boom Cycle, we're like, what do we want it to be like? We decided we wanted to make it fun. And we're like putting pressure, more pressure on people, especially people that are like in busy situations, lives, careers, all this stuff, like adding more pressure just doesn't feel good. So that's one of the reasons why we like all the numbers out and, you know, made it super inclusive to take all the pressure off. Because if you enjoy something, you're going to do it more, Right. So hundred percent. Yeah, and I so felt smart. that way too when I first started cycling because it was the first, I feel like, thing that I did in the exercise realm. I mean, I used to be a dancer, so that was of course exercise, but it didn't feel like exercise to me because I love dancing. And spinning had that same feel for me because I would go in, it was this mental release, but the music and the vibe is so good that you don't feel like you're exercising, you're just having a good time. And I think the culture that you invoke in your studio feels so right and just really inspiring. So moving on, I want to hear about what it's like starting a business with your husband and how you manage the work life and the personal life. Does it all meld together? How does that work? Well, we we manage it very carefully. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, to be honest, we've always spent a whole, like a whole lot of time together since we first got together. I mean, when I was modeling and he used to be in the drinks industry, they would go do all the bars for parties in Miami music conference and stuff stuff like that. And like, whenever he would travel, I would go with him if possible. When I would travel, if it was fine, then he would come and stay with me as well. So we're kind of used to that a little bit. However, like, I mean, also 12 years in, we still miss each other. We're like, not together. We're like, oh, I miss you. Like, I mean, it really helped. Second of all, that we do have like the different skill sets. So we're not stepping on each other's toes. So that's really good. So he's got his territory and I've got mine. Of course, you know, we have conversations about different departments, but in the end, we're like, that's your specialty and that's my specialty, et cetera. And then I think timing is really important. So we know each other's vibes pretty well by now. So, you know, you've got to pick the right time. I'm sure everybody does this in every marriage. Pick the right time to uh, to talk about whatever you need to talk about. And, and sometimes we just have to say, no work right now. I can't talk about work right now. And that's fine. So we try not to t- talk about work too much on the weekends. But sometimes like if we're really excited about something or I don't know, we want to walk together, sometimes the work comes in, but <laughs> we try not to. Yeah, it's good. So you define boundaries, it sounds like, which is really hard to do, but it's good to hear that you're you're doing it. I can imagine it being difficult. So I wanted to know, what is one of the hardest things about your work and what do you love the most? The hardest thing about my work, I think, has been probably learning everything on the job because I definitely didn't work in the fitness industry before I opened a fitness business, wildly enough. Um <laughs> And yeah, like, because I, I mean, I did, I did do four years of college, but I didn't study business. So yeah, just learning everything. I think I, I kind of feel like if you learn things the hard way though, this, like without experience and just jumping in, like you learn it better, but it's more uncomfortable. <laughs> For sure. But it settles in deep. Oh yeah. Like it is like entrenched in my soul now. For sure. But yeah, what I, what I love the most of it is the growth bit. First of all, like, there's just infinite amounts of things to learn. 
right? So that's super exciting all the time. But also I feel that every day that I'm working, I'm like pushing like crazy, like with all my might. And there is a little bit of growth. Like at the end of every day, I'm like, damn, I really did did something. And I was like, that's awesome. Like, and then also to see how all of the, the days added up into five studios, which will add up into many more and, you know, expansion. And so just being able to see that happen has been super awesome. That's so inspiring. Now, did Rob, Rob obviously had your husband and partner had, had experience in business, but he didn't necessarily start his previous business. Did he, was that his own business that he created and started? He worked with one of our best friends now. They were best friends back then. And then I joined and now I'm a best friend too. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> they worked together. He was doing business development for his for his best friend's company. Okay. All right. So yeah, that's yeah, super helpful. That's amazing. Yeah. You guys are such a power couple. <laughs> I love it. I got one of us had some experience. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the greatest lesson that you feel you've learned about your yourself and about business from starting your own company? I'm sure you've learned a lot. Yeah. I mean, there are infinite lessons that I have learned. However, one good one I thought about is that just to to know that growth is hard and uncomfortable, but it's necessary and that I can do it. And then also like once you've been through that process and you're like, oh God, I don't know what I'm doing or this feels really awkward or like, oh God, I'm making mistakes that soon it's going to feel like second nature. So you just have to keep going through it. And there, like, there are going to be so many more times that you're going to feel uncomfortable learning something or going through growth. And it's always going to be the same. You're always going to get to the other side and it's always going to be okay. That's really good yeah. advice for us. It is. It is. And I feel like a lot of founders that I listen to all say that. And then they look back, like you're looking back now and you're like, oh, those days of first starting out were so fun because you didn't know what you didn't know. And you just kind of learn as you go. And every day you're growing and growing growing. So I'm sure looking back, you feel, oh my gosh, that was such a great time, even though at the minute you didn't realize it. Oh yeah. And like the memories of when we have everybody in a small little office and we all used to see each other every day, you know what I mean? Like, and now we're all spread out at all the different locations and yeah, definitely, you know, and the memory of building our first studio, which Rob and I and his brother did, (laughs) we didn't do all of it. We did a lot of it. So those are crazy times. So tell us about you. Like what is a day in the life of the powerhouse Hillary Rose? and look like? Give us your day start to finish. Um, Not every detail, but you know what it is. When I'm working, I'll often be up around, you know, between six and seven. Um, I'll either teach a boom class or go for a run and then eat and have coffee. And then if I'm not at a studio already, I'll go to a studio and I'll, or multiple studios and I'll just like hit three studios in a day and just do a bunch of meetings with our, with our team, like marketing meeting. What are we doing for, you know, the local marketing of this studio? I'm checking in on an, an instructor who, you know, we just check in and, and do all the classes so that we can make sure everybody's doing everything as they should be. Or, you know, possibly like having coffees with charities that we're working with or, you know, brand partners and stuff like that. So, and, and then I'll either, sometimes I would be a little wild, probably still do this when I go back, um, and then do uh, another spin class um, in the evening or do a Pilates class and then go home and cook dinner and go to bed by about 9.30. <laughs> Yeah, but every day is really different. And I really like that. I really dislike the same routine. I want to spotlight. Um, I didn't know you are doing some philanthropic work. What charities are you working with? 
We do a lot with charities. So I guess one thing right now we're in the middle of an initiative where the official partner of called Cycle for SmartWorks. It used to be called Spin for SmartWorks, but you're not allowed to use Spin anymore. Um, so Cycle for SmartWorks and SmartWorks is a charity here in the UK that gives free training and um, interview clothes to women who are either entering or re-entering the workforce. So it's a really awesome charity. And yeah, we're, we're super honored to be on board with them. That's one thing. And I think 2019, we couldn't do it again in 2020, 2019, we started the Big Boom Challenge. And that's, that was a 24-hour spin-a-thon uh, with all the money going to fight motor neuron disease. So there's a charity called My Name's Dottie that got uh, all the cash from that. And I think we raised over 60,000 pounds in 24 hours. So that was cool. And yeah, we, there's loads of things like also if instructors love a charity that they want to support and we'll try to find a time for them to do a class in that charity's name and then the profits will go to that charity. We do like many, 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 many of those throughout the year. And also if somebody else wants to come and say, oh, I want to host a class for a charity, we do a a very low private hire rate for that, which is like less than half of the normal. That's wonderful. I love that you're giving back. It's so important to make sure that that's like part of your ethos and it sounds like it is, which is wonderful. So what are your non-negotiable self-care tools? Exercise, exercise, exercise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have, I feel like I'm not mentally ready for the world unless I have worked out sometime, <laughs> sometime lately. Like generally, I'd like to do it straight away in the morning if possible. I can do it in the evening. I have one rest day a week, but generally I'll go for a walk at the very least then as well. So, I mean, right now I'm really loving yoga. Wasn't really into it before, but right now I like it makes me tingle. Uh, with, <laughs> so yeah, <digging> yoga. <laughs> and and on the self care piece, I was thinking about this. Like, what is your skincare routine? Because expe- especially in the days where you were doing four classes a day, how do you manage your skin? That was it. Was a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. But yeah, just making sure I just moisturize, moisturize, moisturize. Because even drinking a crap load of water, like when you are sweating like that, like you're still going to feel dry. There's no way around it. I use a lot of Ren clean skincare products. So they, they have a really good initiative. In 2018, they played, pledged to go to zero waste, producing only recycled, recyclable or reusable packaging by the end of 2021. And I think they're, I think they're like 60 or more percent there. So that's cool. They have to the end of the year, but like, I really like the, the brand for that. And also I've always been a fan of the products. I like them before they did that, to be honest. So I use, like, I love this brand so much. We even put it in all the Boom Cycle Studios. <laughs> all their shampoo, conditioner, body lotion, shower gel, all that stuff. But then for myself, I personally use like a Rose O2 moisture defense oil, like as a moisturizer. And then also they've got this mask. It's a mask, but I use it as a moisturizer. It's the Evercalm Ultra Comforting Rescue Mask. So literally, if I'm at home, if, if I'm running around the studios, it doesn't work because you have to sit it in your face and let it sink in. Um, but if I'm at home, like I literally just wear that on my face until it sinks in and just that's my moisturizer. It's so good. And I was just in the Alps for like six weeks over Christmas. And the mountain air, by the way, is treacherous. It's so freaking dry, right? And it's like negative 12 degrees all the time. And the rescue mask just saved me. It was awesome. Do you, so having the Ren products in all of your studios, is that then like a business collaboration? Or is that something that you all just purchase and provide? Oh, no, we, we pay for it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I wish it was a business collaboration, but um, no, we like it enough to pay for it. 
<laughs> we'll put that out into the world and manifest it as a collab. Exactly. We'll I got to look up this brand. I don't know of it. So I'm always interested in a new beauty brand. So thanks for that advice. Yeah. Hillary, what are you working out and wearing all day? I mean, you're so, when you're at work and you're instructing, you're so super active. Is, are there any brands or styles that you really favor? I have a lot of good ones. I mean, I have more workout outfits than I have regular outfits. Um, the sports bras by a company called Skimmed Milk are really cool, really great colors. They're really like supportive and good structure. And then there's a company called Onzi, which is out of Venice Beach, California, that has got... Love that brand. You right? It's the patterns. I really love the pattern. Obviously, it feels good as well to wear, but I, I think their patterns really slip them apart. And then there's this brand called uh, The Girlfriend Collective, and they have a bra called the Paloma Bra. First of all, about Girlfriend Collective, they literally put on like on the tanks, they're like, this pair of leggings was made with 20 recycled plastic bottles. Like it tells you how many bottles have gone into your garment, which is cool. Um, but the Paloma bra itself, it's the only bra that I own, and I own a lot um, sports bras, that I can do big, long, like eight mile runs in and not have chafing right underneath my boobs. So... Yeah, I, I really appreciate how much you're into sustainability as well. I mean, it seems like it's a it's a common thread between your skincare and your sports bras, and that's great. Yeah. I'm getting there. I feel like all of us could push it further, right? Um, but but I'm trying. So before we get into a wrap session, last question here is well, two things. Firstly, just some advice that you would give an aspiring entrepreneur, and secondly, what's on the horizon for you and Boom Cycle? My advice for uh, a rising entrepreneur is figure out your why. Like, why do you exist? That's going to be the most important thing because that is the thing. Every time you're faced with a decision, you can say, "Does this support why I'm doing this?" Like, you can literally translate it from like anything that you're doing. So, um, it'll help your your brand ethos come through, which I think is super important as well. So, figure out your why. And gosh, there's so much on the horizon for Boom Cycle. We are, this is actually quite big. My husband and myself, so he's my business partner and the co-founder of a studio or a collection of studios called Cobox, which is like nightclub meets fight club in London. We have started a new company called United Fitness Brands. And so United Fitness Brands exists to accelerate the growth of fabulous companies and support them throughout this growth. And yeah, as well as like create economies of scale, right? So one of the things that United Fitness Brands will do is we can have a bunch of different brands. Like right now, we'll start this company with BoomCycle and with Cobox. And we can share a lot of the head office costs. And then also because we might have similar suppliers now, our orders are a lot bigger so we can get better prices and stuff like that. So there's that. Um, and then also just having the benefit of having more qualified and more people in the head offices that, that can all help propel these brands forward rather than just relying on, you know, if you're a smaller company, you've only got your smaller team. But if you're part of a larger company, you've got the expertise of so many different people. That is one thing that we are offering to to our to the other brands that we will go out and get this year. <laughs> That's huge. So wait, are you announcing this here? Is this dropping right now? <laughs> we have the exclusive? Um, well, I mean, I think our press release is going to come out before before the podcast, actually. But this is the first podcast I've mentioned it on, for sure. <laughs> Yay. Super exciting. I, first of all, congratulations. That is huge. I mean, that is so exciting. The next gigantic thing that Boom Cycle is going to be going into. I, I You guys are just like multiplying locations left and right. And now this, I can't imagine. That's, that's <laughs> amazing. Congrats. It's, 
super excited. So exciting. We are we're in legals with the next with the next business. So if that all goes well, we could be at lots and lots of sites in a month's time. So fingers crossed. <laughs> wow. That is amazing. amazing. Congratulations. Fingers crossed. All right. So let's hit our wrap session. Amy, you want to kick it off? I will kick it off and ask you the first question, which is what is your favorite wellness or beauty hack? Who? Me. <laughs> What's my favorite yeah. wellness or beauty hack? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you. <laughs> yeah. My favorite wellness or beauty hack would have to be, goodness, if you are out of hand lotion, you can use olive oil. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, I do. I mean, it <laughs> works for me. So, And that's that. really good for your nails, I feel like, too, and your cuticles. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to use that. She's out of chapstick. She puts olive oil on her lips as well. <laughs> hmm, oh. Very smart. I like that. All right. Here's the next one. This is, we like to call it your five-minute flow. So you just got out of the shower and dried off and Uber alerted you. They're five minutes away. What is your quick, super fast beauty routine? Like your holy grails that you're going to grab so that you can get out the door and get in that Uber on time. Well, if my hair is wet, I'm just going to slick it back <laughs> into, into a low ponytail and go for that look. Throw on my clothes and throw my makeup in my bag and then do it in the car, to be honest. <laughs> Smart. Yeah. I think that's what I would do. Yeah, yeah that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, nice. All right. And how do you maintain your daily nirvana? You've given us a little insight, your exercise and everything, but what is that one thing that you feel like you're constantly doing? It's just exercise. I wake up in the morning. I some more, more often than not don't even have breakfast and I start my workouts. And so every day lately, I'm trying to do a bit of bar every single day. And then also either yoga or hit or run or all of it. <laughs> so. <laughs> That does not surprise me. How many, how long a day are you exercising? Are you doing like a solid hour or two? Like one to two hours. Damn. I mean, that is, again, the most energized woman I've ever met in my life. I need to steal some of that energy. Yes. (laughs) Because I haven't worked out today. I'm not feeling it. I need to like get into the zone. And uh, I'm like you, if I don't do it in the morning, it's harder to do the more the hours go on. So I got to force myself today to get out there. You, I, I don't know if you guys, do you follow Shona Virtue? She's a fitness personality. She, she posted something not too long ago. She's like, sometimes um, getting your workout in is like initiating sex with a longtime partner. You just have to start, so <laughs> start to get in the mood. <laughs> so you so you're in it, but it might take a, might be a little rocky at the start. Exactly. I love it. It's so funny. That's great. So I, just I love stop. it. All right. So yeah, you just got to do it. Well, Hillary. Oh, that's so funny. I love it. Thank you so much. You're the best. This is so good. You gave us so much great stuff. And listen, Amy's going to do her uh, product review. Do you want to stick around or do you have to go? No, dude, let's hear it. So this one I think will be helpful for all of us, but specifically for Hillary as we talk about working and sweating and maintaining face. So I recently, a couple months ago, bought something called the Koo Lily face fridge. It's like a mini fridge for your bathroom to keep all of your products in, which I saw online and I was like, oh, I want to get that. But it has made such a difference because, well, first of all, let me just give you the facts about it. So it's called Kululi face fridge. And the reason why I liked this one, because it was a little bit bigger than some of the other mini fridges, so you could fit more in it. It's $80. I have it on my vanity. It's so great because I put my serums in there and my moisturizer and my eye cream. And it's such a treat in the morning or after you work out to just put moisturizer or eye cream on that's cold. It just feels so good. It's like a mini little 
spa sessions for two seconds. And it really makes a difference. I feel like, I feel like the products feel fresher when they're in there and certain products with vitamin C are supposed to be cooled and in dark light. So it helps with the vitamin C products. And it also keeps your vanity clean because everything's in there and like has a space. So you don't have beauty products lying everywhere, which I typically do. So it's helped to organize me as well, but I really like it. It's just really refreshing and it keeps things fresh and it's been a really good buy. So, so far so good with it in mine. I haven't tried this yet. It has a cold setting, but it also has a warm setting. So if you want to take your products out and put like washcloths in there and do like a mask and a spa day, you can also warm your stuff in there. So it's a great add to any bathroom or studio. You never know. I'll post it and let you guys see it. In regards to the fridge, you could also put things like, do you guys ever use those little jade rollers? Yes, I put mine in there. Whack that in there. That'll be. I forgot to mention that. That's actually such a good point. I have my jade roller and my gua sha, and exactly that experience is so much better in the morning. I just do that, and it totally awakens my skin. Good call. Nice. So, Hillary, we we like to end our session with a mantra of the week, and I thought this one was very appropriate to you because you are the most energized woman I know. It is be the energy you want to attract. I bet you'd agree with that one, right, Hill? A million percent. All right. Well, thank you so much, Hillary. This was the best. It was so great to see your face and to hear everything and learn everything from you. You gave so many good tips and so much great advice for our listeners. So we really appreciate it. Oh, ladies, thanks so much for having me. I love the podcast. Uh, I've listened to all the episodes now. <laughs> oh, thank you. All right, thank you guys. again, Hillary. Bye. Sorry, did I? Thanks for listening to Nirvana Sisters. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes. Please subscribe and leave us a review. Also, find us on Instagram at Nirvana Sisters. If you loved what you just listened to or know someone that would, please share it and tag us. Tune in next week for a fresh new episode of Nirvana Sisters. We'll continue to watch out for all things wellness so you don't have to. Bye.